0: We need to put a bit of pride back into the club instead of the embarrassment the fans have been feeling. I have listened to a lot of fans and that is the feedback we are getting. We have a few challenges, but it is nothing we can't address. My brief when I came in was to open the bonnet, take a look inside and give feedback to the to the owner. First and foremost was the need to, to recognise that things had to change and now we have to put them all into practice. That was Ron Gawley, eh? March 2022. We're now in... October 2022, and it's safe to say things have got a lot worse. If Ron did open the bonnet, look inside, I don't know what's gone on with the car, but it's on course for a major crash as Albion sits second bottom and are in what can only be described as a perilous situation. Welcome to the Baggies broadcast brought to you by the Catlin Toasterman. Um, as always, I'm alongside Lewis Cox. Fresh from our trip to London, um, which, to say the least, was absolutely abysmal. How are things with you, Coxie?
1: Hello, Johnny. Yes, uh, well, here we are Monday night as we speak. We don't have a manager in place yet, although we believe it's ever closer. I'm um, enjoying your car and uh, analogy, taking it on from Ron's uh, back in February. Was it February? Yeah,
0: February. February, um, yeah,
1: February March. Yeah, yeah. The car's... I was going to say the car's stalling. I don't know. I think it's it's definitely nearing service and MOT.
0: I'd say it's almost it in the centre verge of a motorway, to be honest, and flipping it over it. Um, I thought you
1: were going to say it's ready for the scrap beat,
0: mate. Well, could could well be. Could well be, Some, might put, it,
1: some might put it that way.
0: Some might say that, yeah. But, um, but yeah, today's baggage broadcast, going to do things a little bit differently. Um, I don't think anyone really wants to chew over ha- just how... Depressing and just dull it was at Millwall. Um, so we gonna we usually talk about five five things we learned or five alternative things we learned, um, but we're not going to talk about that today. We're going to do a bit of a just a roundup of, of of the situation at the moment. We've got a lot of questions from you, Baggies fans, so we're going to spend a bit more a bit more time on that today. Um, Tj Smithy's brought us another quiz. He's back off his honeymoon. Um, I was awful at this quiz, so that will give you a bit of a laugh in these in these tough times. Um, But before that, I'm just going to put three... We've got just just three questions here that I'm just going to put to Cox and we're going to talk about. Um, And I'll be the second bottom at the moment. Um, They're in the relegation zone. But my question to you is, and I'm going to answer it as well, can you envisage this team getting relegated? Because for a lot of fans now, it's starting to hit home. And I know we're only in October, but it's starting to become a potential reality for some fans.
1: Yeah, well... um... My simple one-worded answer is yes, because I know you like to push me for a yes or no. But you can never say never. Like I couldn't turn around and say no, because the second bottom midway through October without a manager. Um, Obviously, a lot, so much is on new manager, who at this moment in time we believe is going to be Carlos Corbran, and that sounds close. It's a hell of a job, a mammoth job. Got a lot to come in and sort out. Um oh, I d I don't look at the squad on a pitch and on paper and think that's a squad that's getting relegated from the championship. But I'm going by what I've seen this season and I think that's all I can go by. And it needs ins- inspiration, leadership, guidance badly. Um so the new man has to come in and offer it really. Otherwise what what are we I, I don't know exactly. Probably six, seven, eight games for the World Cup, are we? Um gosh. Heaven forbid we get to that point and, you know, I've been in the bottom three because the Warriors are only going to crank up, aren't they? And I've been in a situation where they need an instant response from the new man.
0: Yeah, no, they are. You know, I, I can see the side getting relegated from what I've seen. I don't think they will. I, I am confident a new man will turn it around. Um, but yeah, like you said, you can't, no one can say never, you know when Leeds went down to the third tier, no one... Yeah, they were, I know, The went down. A, yeah, several others. others yeah. have gone, you know, big clubs over the... You know, Coventry's, you like to Coventry, you know, a lot of Portsmouth, clubs that have been in the been in the top flight. Clubs um, so down the road. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that um, Albion fans are well within their right to be worried at the moment. Well within their right to be. Yeah, I was a little so,
1: less, you know, two or three weeks ago, maybe. Maybe just prior to Bruce's sacking or around then I was less less concerned, I think. But as the kind of games and certainly weeks go by, you just and yes, Red in a way was, was decent and saw some positives there, but just get yeah, a bit more concerned as, as they go by by things you're seeing on the pitch, or maybe what you're not seeing on the pitch, just regards um Yeah, I don't want to get stuck into them too much, but just regards not necessarily output, but maybe the quality and maybe how, how what successful system we're going to see. Perhaps remains to be seen under the NUMA.
0: Yeah, yeah, and as the on-field issues spiral, the, the off-field issues again. You know, things start from the top, and you know, ownership issues and stuff like that. Um, and it's a it's a t- it's a question that we can't really answer, but we're going to sort of. Discuss anyway is you know, Albion fans want Gauch and Lai gone. Gauch and Lai wants to leave West Brom, or well, I say leave West Brom, he's, he's rarely been here, but um, it's just one of them. Can we can you see a you know, a lot? I think that what Albion fans need is a light at the end of a, of a tunnel, really, isn't it? And I suppose the light at the end of a tunnel for an ownership issue is being back in the top flight and being um worth enough for Gouch and Lai to sell. And that seems like a light year away at the moment, doesn't it? In yeah. terms of what we're looking at.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I was having a think about this earlier. I suppose light at the end of the tunnel at the moment, uh, it's in stages, isn't it? I mean, at the moment, the new manager needs to come in and put some results together. Um, to... Sort of begin to turn around Albin's season, that's the the short term, that's the one layer of it. Get into a position where you can see a you know a more successful positive future, maybe certainly at least on the pitch. Now I appreciate that this is a huge season for Albion because of finances, because of parachute payments, because perhaps after this season getting into the playoffs etc because of parachutes becomes a lot more difficult um and then beyond the instant return of results we have things like the just before new year deadline of loan repayments which is obviously such a a big key issue isn't it and you know how is that going to play out It, it remains to be seen um that that's a big thing clearly Beyond that, how is the season going to continue? Do Albion have it within them to push for the top six? Many think no. Many think that's come and gone. I can understand why and probably um, i lean towards that. I can't see it at the moment, but you never know when a new manager takes over. You never know. With with a January, obviously, we don't know how the finances are going to be at this point. Um, Light like at the end of the tunnel regards the ownership. Is that things improve on the pitch in the short term and interesting parties might make, may come to the fore and a deal can be struck you've always got to hope for light at the end of the tunnel haven't you um, but I absolutely understand the, the fears about if there is no light if the season doesn't improve much further on the pitch if Albion remain or don't become any more of an attractive proposition where does that leave the team? Does it leave them in League One? Does it leave them mired in the bottom half of the champ as a as a club stuck in the champ, like many other clubs have been, uh, as a club that are closer to League One than the Prem? Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully we're leaning towards the former and light at the end of the tunnel and things can turn around in the short, medium and long term. But yeah, I mean, it's looking into the future, isn't it? We can't say one way or the, the other, but we can sort of, Paint out the worst and the best case scenarios, I suppose. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What the worst is very bleak, but we can only hope that step by step things turn in the right direction. Perhaps beginning on the pitch in the here and now, and then progressing, you know, and the, the the wider issues, regards the, I suppose, board, running the football and the ownership.
0: Yeah. No, it's true. I, I was listening to another. West Brom podcast today, the day with Chris Lepkowski and Adrian Goldberg, and I listened to a little snippet of it because I, I saw someone on Twitter about they've been talking to a football finance expert or football investor, I think it was, um, to try and get the, the value of Albion. Now, Albin, now, I've been writing an article about Gautier and live ready for when the World Cup comes out of a sort of timeline of, of his whole six years or six and a half years at Albion. Um, and the fee that he paid, I say fee, the sum that he paid for Albion was between 175 and 200 million pounds. Um, when a US consortium came in a few years ago, Ly still wanted about 150 million, which at the time it was reported was too much. Um, it's believed if he was to sell now, I've heard the figure of 90 million, and that was mentioned on the, this podcast episode I listened to, which was very interesting. Um, but this finance investor, Said Albion would be worth no more than forty at the moment. So that's like that's the stark reality, isn't it? That yeah, the,
1: of the course.
0: situation that Albion are in. The situation it's not it's not just going down to League One or languishing in the bottom of the Championship. It's the fact that we've got an owner who, unless he has a change of heart and goes, you know what, I'm going to sell West Brom for thirty-eight million pounds for the good of the people of the area and the and the baggies faithful. You know, they're sort of lumbered with him for now, aren't they?
1: Well, this is what I'm talking about getting it right on the pitch in the in the in a that's, that's how
0: it starts isn't it Get if they can yeah, get it exciting, right on
1: the pitch isn't it? yeah if, it's the cycle because yeah. then it becomes more attractive obviously if you can have a, a push and like, get it right on the pitch get in a better position then clearly obviously value value goes up you become a more attractive proposition but when I when I started covering the club this summer and beyond like many people told me it was sort of it has to be promotional bust this season and I obviously I get what they're saying and it's not necessarily promotional, but it's such a huge season to get it for these reasons, we're just saying. Um, yeah, if if it doesn't happen this season, then oh, I, I don't know the value of football clubs. It, I mean, it'd be hard, you know. I don't know the value of football clubs at this level in comparison yeah. to Albion, but obviously, that it's going gonna, it's gonna to plummet the longer the club remains at the level, the longer the club is unable to to force a way up, or out of the division uh, upwards not downwards um, and yeah it just things have to be in place correctly and for everything to work and function and for a squad to come together I mean from, from the owner's point of view and this is just me thinking with a business head on I suppose <laughs> those figures regards what he bought the club for and those figures for what people are suggesting a club's worth now he's thinking, well, what, why, why should I take that humongous hit? And oh, I suppose he's thinking, let's try and make things work and put something successful in place to to up the value. That's what we all want to see happen now. You know, fingers crossed. Like I was like, that, that's not beyond the realms, is it? Like, we don't know at this stage that Albion aren't going to employ a manager who's going to get it right and things are clicking into place. We don't know that. It might happen. Um, Whether you're glass half full or glass half empty person, we don't know that. Um, Now, I'm reasonably optimistic about the appointment of the manager. Um, I like what he did at his previous club in England. I appreciate he's coming into a different club, different situation, different football hierarchy. He worked under something akin to a technical director at Huddersfield or someone who looked after recruitment, something like that. So, then he's got a different situation at Albion. So does that align? Possibly not at the moment, but Albion, look, uh, you know, we're told by the chief executive that's something Albion wanted to do. Um, so, and I suppose, it's it just all comes down to it's so important that at this, uh, this appointment, this moment, for the rest of the season, things just have to have to get better. They yeah. just have to, don't they? they? They have to for a brighter future, really. Otherwise,
0: we don't know what we're going to be doing, sitting here talking about in three or four months time, because if, like we said, if, you know, led to believe strongly and, and it looks like it's going to be Carlos Corbran, if he can turn it around on the pitch in the next few months, that's the only way I can see Albion's future looking a bit brighter.
1: Because if it doesn't,
0: and they get this, and we've said this for how however many managerial appointments, oh, we've said it's the, it's, it's the most important managerial appointment at Alvin for, for decades you know I remember writing that after Valerian Ishmael were sacked but this is like 10 times bigger because if they yeah. get if this doesn't work and Alvin go to League 1 I don't want to think about what could happen to to, to, our, to our club to my club to our club but that we've got to we've got to hope it works because if it works then it imp- it will start to improve everything. there's a yeah, better the chance of be the structure behind the the, the, yeah. the scenes getting better which can lead to a new owner, which hopefully can lead to a return to the Albion that we knew. Uh, yeah, the
1: bottom line is obviously to go down is is a total disaster. Um, yeah, I appreciate not going up makes it doubly you know how many times harder next time, but it will have been. Yeah, you know, say say Corburn comes in and does well, does a good turnaround. The club, I don't know, break into the top half, but just miss out on the playoffs or get into the playoffs but don't go up. You know, the manager's had a good time, uh, well reasonably positive time, then get to summer to build on that. You know, hopefully the footballing board changes in terms of structure, technical director. And it's not, it's not brilliant because I don't think, you know, do we expect finances if that happens to be outstanding next summer? Probably not. But Carlos Corbran, obviously with the help of people he yeah, had at Huddersfield, um, Led an unfashionable Huddersfield who finished 20th to, to third in the playoff final, didn't he? Now, again, different situations entirely, different structures entirely, but got a back each track record, I suppose. Um, and, yeah, so, you know, clearly, I don't think... I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say is not finishing in the top six isn't a total disaster. It's certainly clearly, obviously, not a disaster it is finishing in the bottom three. Um, but at least, like you touched on there, it gives a, yeah. a bit of manoeuvre to build for the, for the next push at it. But yeah. I appreciate it. You know, it's not going to get any easier next season. But at least, hopefully, there's a structure in place.
0: Yeah, and we'll look at. I want to dedicate an episode soon to the financial ramifications of the next couple of years, and just looking at that. So, got some, some ideas and different point of view. But just on on personnel, can you Can I've asked you if you can see Alvin going down? Can you equally see these players dragging Albion out of it? Are the players there good enough? You know, I've I've kept saying myself, you know, the quality's there, the quality's there, the quality's there, which in one part of my brain I still believe it is, but they're in this position now with well over a quarter of the season gone. You know, have Albion got enough quality to get out of this this bottom, bottom three? You know, this red uh... zone or whatever it is.
1: And I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just having a look at actually what the points difference is at the moment to the top six, and it yeah. is twelve.
0: Yeah, um, and if, and a, which and surprises a, me actually because I thought it, I haven't dared look. I thought yeah. it'd be a bit more. Yeah, but a fan has pointed out in our questions: Is everyone getting a bit carried away because we're not that far, even that far off the play? Yeah, I get that, but from what we've seen so far, have we seen enough from Albion? They no, can pull
1: themselves no, clear no, no, of this. No. We haven't. No, but it, it is still a fair thing to say. Yeah, and it indeed, is a long it's season. Tight. Um, it's still tight, and yes, sixteen games in isn't early, but it's also, yeah, you know, not yet halfway. Not yet had a manager come in who could perhaps inspire a bounce, etc. Um, also, fair to say, a couple of certain. I was going to say a couple of key players to come back from injury. Yeah, Ed, Ed J was very good in my opinion early in the season. He's a huge, huge, huge loss, and obviously I was going to mention DJ, who you know I, I haven't seen play yet for obvious reasons. Um, and well, most Albion fans have hardly seen him have they? so we don't know. We we don't know what happens when he comes in. Whether he sort of transforms the front line. Whether hopefully, ideally, all being well, he fits what the new manager wants. Um he can work as a focal point with Wingazine aside. I mean just obviously takes it off Thomas Asante and Grant as well, which is important. That they can be a factors they can be factors, can't they? And the fact that it's still within I mean we mentioned twelve points there. Now that's obviously taking not not taking into account other sides between of the top six. That's a handful, five results. It's it's not out of the question, it isn't. But your question is have we seen enough so far this season I mean, you know, are Albion going to can they get into the playoffs well the answer is no because by and large they've been extremely poor so it has to change drastically doesn't it it has to change drastically performance levels and the ability to get wins points certainly wins when they're not playing well because what have they been this season wins uh, Hull and Reading um, that's it and they haven't won a game when they haven't played well, have they? They haven't scraped a win Um when they've been poor, they've struggled to draw, things like that. I wrote yesterday that you know if the, if the record continues, as it has been for the first 16 games, then well, they are going to struggle desperately to stay up, aren't they? So it, it, we need to see some spark from the players, certainly from the new management and ideally from both.
0: Yeah, we certainly do indeed. There's our three sort of questions and four like from just the current situation. Um, just time for an advert. Um, if you fancy an air fryer this Christmas, I, I'm fancy buying one of these, but as we keep saying, Christmas is coming up and the and Toaster Man has got a real good deal on air fryers. At the moment. For 25 quid. you get yourself a signature low-fat air fryer. Easy and quick to clean, more food and less mess. And that's what everyone wants. Safer than your traditional fryers. And it's so simple to use. Um, You can enjoy more fried food with fewer sins thanks to this healthy fryer. So head to the kettle of toasterman.co.uk or head to their store on Thorns Road in Briley Hill if you want to pick yourself up one of them top quality air fryers. Right, we're we're banging straight into questions almost today. We've only done about 15, 20 minutes so far, but we've had a lot of questions um, and there's a lot going on on and off the pitch. So we're going to, we're going to, answer them first one is from john adams mnd warrior john now john's one of my favorite west brom fans he's put his hand up to take over from bruce he's put his hand up to start up front um and now he's asking has boris put his hat in the ring for the job well john i don't really i wouldn't really want to see boris at the hawthorns but if he could grind out a couple of wins i think we take him at the moment to be honest mate i think it's not a bad it's not a bad show just wait just waiting for boris johnson to join the Skybet odds
1: um you would rule <laughs> it out. This this podcast. Podcast. Some, of some of the names we've seen in It's going to be uh, 50
0: to 1 alongside Roberto Di Matteo. Um, <laughs> uh, this is from uh, from the last Blairite. Um, fans often talk about the need for a coherent strategy, plan, slash, vision for a football club. It's a convenient phrase, but what does it actually mean beyond just listing, listing certain ta- tactics that might form part of a strategy? I don't even think it's that. I don't know what your actual real name is, but it's just the last Blairite. I don't, I don't even think it's that. You know, I think a part of that comes with the playing. You know, I, as I've always said, I hate style, but that's the the buzzword now, isn't it? But a vision of where you want your academy to go. Well, how you want players to be produced for the first team. A vision of how you want to increase attendances. A vision of where we see Albin in five years' time. A vision of looking, you know, two three years in advance, who you're going to sign. It's just. It's not strategic plan, vision. It's just a plan, more than anything. And that's, West Brom have got a plan. It's pretty obvious there is no plan. And there hasn't been a plan for quite some time. I don't know what you think, Lewis, but you can you can dress up with strategic vision, strategy, whatever. It is just a plan. It's yeah. just knowing wow. what you're going to do. Not not living, not say living hand to mouth, but not living season to season. Yeah. You know, I'll be i will be living six months to six months for the last, yeah, exactly that. gone as I yeah.
1: I imagine the plan in the summer was that Steve Bruce at the current moment in time would probably have Albion in the playoffs, or at least in touching distance outside of it. Um, DK was banging in goals, etc, etc. Obviously, um, these things don't always come off now. Do do you take stock? If you're the club's decision-makers now, do you take stock and think, hold on, what about um, where we want to be in five years? Well, like you say, I'm I'm not convinced they can I think at the moment they're thinking about who's out there who's going to be able to get us anywhere near the top of the table um just so Alvin aren't in the position that we spoke about five or ten minutes ago um, the the plan has to be that the club are fighting tooth for now, giving everything to get to get towards the top end of the division to be fighting for promotion, so things aren't looking more despairing this time next year, you know, next summer, uh, and another season in League One where finances get hit more. In a long-term strategic plan, I mean, does, does it come with, to a point it comes with a manager, doesn't it? And, and a manager's, they say style of play philosophy, that, that's for the first team, but obviously you're right, it has to go down to the lower levels, to the academy, to, I don't know, club's principles, or club's style, I think, valve been in the late noughties, and then the turn of the 2010s, obviously Dan Ashworth, there was a there was a vision there, wasn't there? And uh, the managers they employed, the recruitment from overseas was bang on, nine times out of ten, wasn't it? Um, things that are stuttering at the moment. And, yeah, I mean, if we're talking about the here and now, and, and one of the things I look forward to doing in the, I don't know, coming days or weeks, hopefully when we get to have a chat with Ron wrong the chief executive is, is just finding out about the short, medium, and long term. We all know what the short term is. I just mentioned it, but what's the, what are the medium and long term steps for the next, you know, for 12 months down the line, for two years, five years? Um, obviously, everyone wants it to be in the top flight, don't they? And not in the second tier. But it's realistic. What's achievable?
0: Yeah.
1: I suppose I can't answer those. I'm, I'm waiting to be able to ask
0: them. No, but that, that's a good question and, and, and cheers for getting so I'm going to merge these two together. Um, do you think the club has bigger issues than just the lack of a manager? The recruitment players are not good enough at this level. The whole backroom structure looks in a mess and it seems to be affecting the performance. And I'm going to couple that with any update on the restructuring from, such as the search for a director of football slash technical director. Uh, mentioned in the summer they were looking when they employed Strud- Strudwick, as head of medical no updates since and the science is deafening. Um, the first question do you think the club has bigger issues than a manager lack of manager, which hopefully in the next twenty four hours will be resolved. But I think the managerial situation is like the little tip you see above the water on an iceberg. And the rest of it is the big oh. bit underneath. Yeah, underneath. I agree with that. I
1: do I do, however, think this might be branded as naive that but- the right you know a, a good a very good manager can still perform while things are not right beneath yeah them. Do you yeah. see what i mean I, I it won't last forever but in the short term it can be but obviously the the question and well, what the club needs it, to
0: do, and that, and that, that that's a good point that if corbrand comes in and we hit the ground running right say corbrand comes in and we go and win 7 out of 10 and we're like right bang we can well, let's try and get in the playoffs the club just can't sit around and go, oh, we're back to normal now. We're, 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 no, looking, good. we're looking good. They've got to realise that these things, and I'm sure Ron Gorley right, is trying to turn the right. wheel yeah. and change yeah. things. But it doesn't look that from the outside. And we haven't heard correspondence from him, which is another thing we're going to come on to. Correspondence from the club. that we need to, Fans need to see this because all fans see at the moment is West Brom in the bottom two. An owner who's taken out a loan of five million pound, he's taken out another one which has come from the bank, which is against his two so, percent or some sort of small percentage of the club, you know. And then the investigation into the historic loan is, That's what the that's what the fans see. But the fans need to. It's, I'm, I'm sort of merging two points here, but the fans need to see. What's going on off the pitch? And Westbrook have got to take yeah, advantage. I'm speaking hypothetically yeah. because Brown might commit and he might struggle to just turn it around. Mm. But I think that it's it's all merged into one. It? You're right that a manager will come in and change things, but there is so much that needs doing, root and branch of Al. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Transparency um, obviously is a massive point overall, yeah. isn't it? And um, I just obviously, these are things I've read about that um, the chief executive has said before because I wasn't covering the club at the time, but um, was it in one of the assemblies or was it when he sat down with the local media? I can't quite recall uh, when he talked about, obviously, the hiring of a technical director and did mention how those appointments aren't made overnight, as in targets for those roles are currently in work, and it's not like a simple transfer in a transfer window, is it, where you can pitch up and move clubs overnight for a fee or whatever it, it has to be? done properly with leave at the previous club and and I think fans were told that as far as I've read and I can recall so that search those targets I'd like to think are going on obviously the manager search is going on at the moment but I'd I'd like to think those are going on and that's something obviously we um, we can't wait to ask about hopefully we have the chance very soon um, and it kind of ties in with the manager situation doesn't it that Corbrand might come in obviously without that position being in place and do well he might come in without that in place and struggle for the moment he might not have one of them in place in january and have to c- carry out his own recruitment um yeah the whole thing you, you've got you've got the manager having you then you've got the board at football level and then you've got the ownership level and um and it all has to be looked at that Ron Howe came in i think i was reading some of his quotes today and you started with some of them didn't you about the lifting up the bonnet um and seeing what's inside and i joked about car needing service an mit still things inside that weren't working or needed fixing still we're still there aren't we we're still there um however many months down the line so lots to be done um it's hard to look beyond Uh, regards that question or the first part of that question it's hard to look past the management situation at the moment just because Albin is second bottom and I believe regardless of what I said at the start of the pod that our manager Worthy still can come in and lift Albin up a handful of places quite easily regardless of how bad the team have been this season Uh, but but you're absolutely right Johnny and I I still think a manager still think a manager who's got something about him can achieve this season with things as, it, as they are behind the scenes. But, but that doesn't mean that it's, it, obviously it's all got to be addressed and sorted for the, for the long term because clearly it's not sustainable. Um, and we've been told the model that's good one. Uh, regards, you mentioned Tony Shrewdwick there and regards the technical director. And I mean, it just needs to happen as soon as feasible, doesn't it? As soon as it can. And like yeah, I'll go back to the transparency obviously just and just you know just updates just where we are at with these things. Fans that's what fans want to hear, isn't it? And I don't know when, when the next assembly is due to be. The last one was the end of August was it? I don't know
0: how, so, how yeah. often do they take place? I'm not sure, but the last one um, was August I believe.
1: Yeah. So um yeah craving that bit of transparency. Um yeah we are as well clearly that's that's what we want to offer. So um so, yeah, it's, it's an interesting question that I mean, I haven't even mentioned recruitment there, which is another, I mean, huge, sizable factor, isn't it? Recruitment. Um, obviously, Albion work with the head of recruitment at the moment. The change in a footballing board level would, would clearly alter that, wouldn't it? Um, it would clearly change that. And I don't know, I think it's fair to say everyone would like to see that change for the better, certainly. I mean, I've only worked under one Albion transfer window and the end of the summer just gone. Didn't play out as we'd have uh, hoped or liked, did it, to say the least. Um, So hopefully things improve there in in the mid to long term.
0: Yeah. Uh, Andy Reid's asked, do you think the toxicity of the fan base um, to the players, not the stuff regarding the ownership um, on social media, is having an effect on the players? As everyone seems to have a scapegoat, comments on Livermore's character and as a player, regardless of performance, for example. Now, it probably does. I'll just say on this, I, I stuck up with Jake Livermore on social media a little bit over the weekend. Now, Jake Livermore was out injured on Saturday. He was on the bench next to the coaches and then around the place just, just with his experience. I think Jake Livermore gets wrongly labelled as a bit of a bad egg in that dressing room. You know, and I don't know 100% for certain because I'm not in and around that dressing room. But from what we're told from people who are close to it, that he's not the bad egg in there. I think on a performance level, I've and I've said it before, Jake Livermore's time at Albion was probably up a, a little while ago. He does put in decent performances. Um, wow. But I have said this, you know, and I'll hang me out and if I ever met him, i tell him that as well. Um, but I think because fans don't like some of his displays, he's almost made out as this scapegoat, as as Andy Reid, the the, the guy, the fan of the questionnaire has just mentioned. Um, and that's For not the I case. Seen. From what what yeah, uh, from what, I've what, seen, from what last... we hear, that's not the case.
1: No, exactly. Yeah, from what I've seen in the last month or two, I, I think you could make a fair case that he's still got a role to play at the club. And from everything we hear from. Sort of coaches and sources you respect, he's he's um, such an influential part of helping young players looking after the dressing room. Um, obviously, the, the game he used to play in the field requires a lot of legs, a lot of running. That catches up with, with players, that's natural. And can he go Saturday Tuesday, Saturday Wednesday? No. Um, but we've seen him have some good games of late, better than teammates around him very sort of needing the standard really in terms of work rate energy that we've not always seen this season. But obviously club captain, big earner, we know this. And like you've alluded to, to and touched on there, Johnny, players' cycles at clubs come to an end and it feels that's the case for yeah, I mean I, I don't disagree when you say Livermore there, even though I think he's done well of late but other players in the squad as well. That's clear. Um so yeah, I I don't know if if we're I can't off the top of my head remembered contract situation with Livermore. Is he up next he's summer? I think
0: Britain yeah, late,
1: summer. yeah. Um, doc. and I and I'll caveat this by saying again, I think he's done well of late. But if, you know, we're talking in February, March time about players about contracts. It it sort of points towards an amicable parting of the ways. Um, you know refresh for all parties and it's interesting I don't know what you think Johnny just the the scapegoat thing I think uh, fans are rightly furious and concerned and worried and annoyed at the moment aren't they so I understand and don't really have any issues with them turning and venting their frustration at at people uh, as long as it's not unjust yeah Um, Yeah. you know I, I I think everyone put in a shift at Millwall I just don't think Albion played particularly well. I don't think it was for the lack of trying, you know, other games where you can question the shifts this season, possibly. Yeah, um,
0: that's right. But
1: yeah,
0: I don't know. Yeah, no, that's right. Um, we'll just move on from that quickly. Um, it took Carlos Corbrand 12 months to turn Huddersfield around. His first season, he finished 20th. Will West Brom fans give him the time he needs? I, for one, will. But staying up is a minimum requirement with a mini pre-season coming out and a transfer into in January. Uh, it's a good question, uh, and you could probably look at parallels to Valerian Ishmael's time at Albion. Not the situation he's coming into, but you know Val did well, tailed off. Albion fans didn't like the style of play, and he left. It would have been in hindsight, it's a wonderful thing. And at the time, myself and and when Joe was in your seat, Lewis saying that it probably was time for Val to go it just it wasn't it just wasn't working it just it didn't look like it could turn but Joe always said that he thought val was on something and it would have been interesting if he was given time he was never going to get the time and I don't really think he deserved it because he was quite stubborn in his ways and didn't really tweak his side that he could have done but I think patience is needed even more in this appointment than it probably has been for yeah. a long long time at Albion you know probably. yeah I, I
1: I understand what you're saying there. Yeah, absolutely. And it goes back to what we were saying a little bit ago about um, the scale of the appointment and how big it is compared to ones in previous years and the biggest one for for so long. However, what's an interesting point is football is football and it's the same old results business, isn't it? So, yeah, if a new man comes in, be it Corbett or whoever, and starts with, touch wood, it doesn't happen, but starts with X amount of defeats on the spin, I don't know. Albin may perhaps dependent on what contract the new man gets. Albin probably have to roll the dice again, don't they? I mean, I'm thinking hypothetically here, if it, if it goes desperately bad, which I'm not saying Albin, but it does happen at clubs, doesn't it, when changes are made? Um, but that's again, that's, that's veering towards worst-case scenario, isn't it? Because if that happens, Albin are well in the proverbial. And even deeper in the mire and closer to lead one. So fingers crossed the impact is positive. I can't, add, but I think it will be because of because of Corbyn's all overall record there. I take the point about finishing first twentieth in his first season, sorry. I was having a bit of a read about it all yesterday. And um I read that he started started relatively well there upon his appointment it was it was certainly hamstrung by injuries. I um, obviously look forward to delving a bit deeper into that, but the patience, yeah. I mean, I was going to say Huddersfield were rewarded for it, weren't they? But um, rewarded as far as the playoff final goes, where they were uh, stung heavily by, by officials' decisions. Um, sorry, I don't know if you can hear the fireworks going off behind me there. Um, yeah, and then obviously it was a controversial decision by the manager to leave for Greece, uh, to, to leave the club, but... Um, no, everything we hear about him is positive. I'm, and this is talking hypothetically, uh, assuming that there are no late hitches and the appointment is made. I'm pleased as a club's reporter as it stands with the appointment, just in terms of what is achieved, and I think it points towards positive appointments. And I could certainly think of a, a hell of a number of managers that I I wouldn't have wanted to see. So um, yeah, I'm quite pleased and. I hope we can see an instant upturn in, 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 I was going to say performances, but first of all, results, surely. And it will be yeah, interesting I to see how...
0: De- yeah, I don't think any of us care how it comes this season. Just, no, no, no. It's just, just that
1: if performances on. improve as well, it sort of just bodes well that positive results will continue for a bit longer, doesn't it? That's all. But um, yeah. yeah, clearly wins for yeah. the start. And it'd be interesting to see if we see a, a style change or a new formation set in place, you know?
0: Yeah, um, this is a left-field question from oh, Dave With the way our tactic seems to get it is Well, sorry, I'll start again. Sorry, Dave. With the way our tactic seems to be to get it wide and cross it in. Mm. Now, I'll probably get Pelters for this, but if fit, throw in Zahor. at least he's oh. a vocal point, and he can't really be any worse than what we've seen this season, I'd probably play him with a sand take to do his running. Now, Nath, you make a very good point. We do get it wide, we cross it in, and no one's there to head it in. And you make also a good point, Um, he can't be any worse than what we've seen this season. That is a good point. Lewis, over to you.
1: <laughs> it sounds like we're in big man, little man territory.
0: Yeah, and someone else, Vividan, has mentioned Heskey slash Owen for England. <laughs> so,
1: Taking me right back to my childhood there, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wow. Um, Yeah, I actually, perhaps controversially, have quite a lot of time for the big man, little man shouts. I don't know if that's just a football romantic in me. I don't know know where where you sit with that. But um, I mean, I I think I'm right in saying that, well, certainly under the... What I was going to say is the Zahor ship sailed many moons ago at the Hawthorns, but that was under the previous manager. There's the old football cliche that when a new man comes in, it's a clean slate for everybody. So that includes the whore, presumably. Um, the new manager may be a fan, may see positive attributes in him. That will be fascinating because he's a frozen-out squad member that almost everyone's totally written off. You know, do do does he get a second, third, whatever chance it is at
0: Albion? To be fair, if Carlos Corbran gets a goal scorer out of Kenneth's Hall, he should win. The well, Man yeah, no, I'll take that point, Johnny.
1: I'll take that point. No, think, Someone yeah. no, got a goal scorer in tune out of him at Cardiff. Cardiff, was But yeah, no, this is not me defending the Hall. Uh, and it's just an interesting point about players starting with a fresh plate um, With regards, I'd like to see two up top, personally, at some point. Um, quite interested by the prospect of DK and Thomas Asante. Um, but again, you know, without getting too deep in formations and tactics, um, you're too up top. What do you then do out wide? Are you forced into wing backs? And you know, if, if you are, then <laughs> where does Wallace play? Where does Dean Grant play? Albion's best to of us this season. So I don't, I don't, unless we're talking four four two, and then we are getting into football, uh, Heritage aren't we for four four two. I'm sure a lot of uh, a lot of listeners wouldn't mind a trip down to memory lane with a four four two, but um, yeah, I'm not sure about that. So I don't know. I still struggle to see Zahor playing up top for Albion, but perhaps stranger things have happened. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing two up front. I just struggle to in fact I quite like to see two up front. I just don't know how the rest of the side would work as an attacking
0: force we're going to ask a few more uh, DK, if DK is fit three weeks from now as a club are we able to prevent, prevent him going to the World Cup I assume a new manager would want to work with him on the training pitch um, rather than him go off with of the USA but, but the last thing we want is an unhappy DK um, I, if DK's fit I don't see how anyone can stand in a player's way from going to a World no, Cup of course. As, as difficult as that is for Albion and has Fragile as DK has been so far.
1: Yeah, I have a smidge of um, uh, a bit of sort of information on this, just regards to having a a friend across the pond who is obviously a big follower of uh, the US men's national team. uh, Speaking to him a little few days ago about this actually, and um, I mean, I mean, word was that I think to quote them was that there's a I don't know if you said one percent or 0.1% one percent chance of DK being in the America squad for the World Cup. I, that is sort of obviously with the injury, which is obviously hugely unfortunate. How far in the pecking order is is fallen? Um, I don't. I'm not a massive follower of football over there, but I know they've got forward options and quite a few. So it's it's looking bleak really for DK. I mean, if he's going to play before the World Cup, it's going to be what? How many games? Two. So I'd, uh, it's it's going to be very brief, isn't it? How many starts? It's not going to be enough. i, I uh, as we are, I mean, I'd, from DK's point, I'd ha- happily eat my hat, but I'd be amazed at this point, as as we as we sit, if he's going to the Middle East for the World Cup, I'd be amazed. Um, and hats off to him if he has, because he's probably had back-to-back hat-tricks in the championship. Yeah. Um, no, in all seriousness, I, I just don't think he's that far ahead. I don't think time's on his side he'd have a lot to do to make it into the... <laughs> I'm laughing to myself there because I nearly said roster. I was going all... I was going oh, all You said
0: soccer in a minute as well. I was going
1: all stateside there, mate. Um, yeah, he's got, he's got a lot to do and uh, it's a shame for him. Listen, it is a massive shame. Like you said, Albion can't stop him. If he did play three or four games, scored a bucket loads of goals, Albion obviously can't stop him. Um, I get the point behind the question, but I just can't see... I just can't... I'm struggling to see a world where DK goes to the World Cup because of the injury situation, unfortunately. Or, yeah. or fortunately, yeah. from uh, our perspective.
0: Uh, Luke Stanley was OK. You could actually overhyped in his first spell. He's been useless so far. Um, you're not too far off with the second point. I'll answer this, and it's the way I answer every question. He's not fit. He's simply not fit. I think you can tell that by looking at him. I think he's not sh- He's not match-sharp. He's not, he's not fit, which means he's not match-sharp. And he's just... Trying to get from week to, trying to get from game to game, as far as I can see. We probably shouldn't have seen him until at least the end of September, probably. Um, obviously, Bruce chucked him in because we had a bad start. and We wanted to of he, he was quality. Um, well, he is quality. Um, but I think we will see the best of him. But he just still needs to keep trying to get fit. Um, and with Laiju to pay some of his loan in December, realistically, where does the money go? Do we hold on to it in case we go down? Do we splash it all on one player? Or do we try and buy a couple of players to replace? Um, if so, who would you like to get? I I, I won't get into that, Jack, because you know, probably need a bit of research. But it's an interesting question. You know, do they go and spend that five million in January if it if it arrives, or 95 whatever it is? Or do they think, you know, what well, we've got enough to try and stay up? If we don't stay up, then you know that five million will be quite beneficial because they're going to be in a financial difficult situation if they do go down.
1: I don't. I don't see it or imagine it being as clear cut as this, to be honest. Um, I wouldn't,
0: yeah, yeah, l- l- but it's an interesting take.
1: No, it is. It is. It, it really is. It's something I've considered actually. I mean, it's um, it's obviously living in the ideal world, best case scenario that finances are paid back as promised. Um, I think it was said, was it within the finances or the assembly that? that deadline in mind of ahead of the January window if i If been in dire straits regards the championship by then you would like to think that they would have to act regards paying out to not save the season but ensure that the worst case scenario doesn't happen if it means having to go out and hopefully recruit a couple of Good players to change the situation or players within the new manager's first transfer window players the new manager knows and wants to bring to the club who thinks can make a difference but I appreciate the caveat of if Alvin is still 22nd or 23rd in the Championship it's hard to hard to get any top players regardless of how much money you've got to spend isn't it who's going to want to come um, you know that's a sad reality because I guess decent to good players are playing and doing well at decent clubs But, um, yeah, I'd like to hope, and again, these are hopefully answers we'll be able to get soon when we, in the coming days, hopefully speak to the people involved, Um, certainly from the football side of it. I'd like like to hope that there'd be some there to use. But I absolutely take the point about it being, you know, it being held for some of it and, and How can, I, how can I best put this being, being there for a first transfer window to build and that goes back to what we were talking about earlier doesn't it and building for a bit further down the road not kicking the can but building for the medium term and if X isn't spent in January and we are here by the summer X can be spent for next season yeah Um. I think I think that comes into play doesn't it but Listen, let's walk before we can run and uh, <laughs> and see some form of, hopefully, word being kept and repayment. And, uh, yeah, let's get to get to January and see where the land is laying.
0: Yeah. Um, now that promotion is out of the question, has there been a thought process of how the club will run on the reduced um, turnover it will be running on? I'm fearful. It's, we not are that, it's
1: not out of the question, is it? Remember? It's not out of the question, no.
0: It's not out of the question. But. Um, points. Yeah. I'm fearful we are potless now, and that's with forty five million pound parachute as a crutch. What happens when that's gone too? Now on this, I was thinking about this today. West Brom's hierarchy have got to be awfully stupid if a lot of these contracts don't get cut if we don't go up this season. Because we didn't go up last season, we saw what happened. And you would have thought the club a lot of the players, a lot of contracts are up in the summer. Not all of them, but a lot of them have been here for a while. I doubt many are going to get renewed. But the ones that were signed in the summer, I'd be very surprised if they're going to be on the same amount of money as they were the previous year, or I'd be surprised if they're going to go up. Surely there's going to be contingency plans put in place for situations like this. Um, People might laugh at me for saying that because the club's been run too badly. In terms of potlucks right now, what... I don't think Westman are going to go into a perilous financial situation because we all thought Gouch and Lai had no money in January and then he spent £7 million on Daryl DK. So he's obviously got some of there. All right, he's taking these loans out for other businesses. Um, but it, there, there is there is something there. So I don't think we're going to end up in a badly perilous financial situation, I yeah. might be naive to say that. Um, but I, I mean,
1: on no, on the contract situation as you mentioned there, um, that it, it all foils under what we were talking about a bit ago, doesn't it? And uh, um, strategic planning. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: and now I appreciate obviously a manager has to have the final say on whether a player gets a new deal or is let go or has an increase or, or whatever clauses. Um, now, obviously, that's something the new man will, will, will look at, but I would imagine that the chief executive at the moment, who is the person, obviously, calling the football shots, making the football decisions, um, is abreast of, obviously, the contract situation, and who, from the senior players in the first-team squad, like you said, who have been here for a while, who are, uh, as it stands, almost certainly not going to be here next season. Now, that obviously goes somewhere to balancing things. Um, players that come in next summer, you're talking about a different profile and calibre of players, almost certainly, unless Albin go up, of course. Um, and the finances will, situation will change there, won't it, with regards to who is being spent X amount of uh, a week on. and And hopefully that gets pointed further in the right direction by the new manager by you know we're we're hoping by next summer that the restructure of the board and the football inside of it has changed that there's someone in technical director to make these calls and then a vision comes about doesn't it It's talk about planning and strategy and then these are the men that have to set that plan and set that vision in motion and and how successful it will be will determine on how clever and good at their jobs
0: they are, I suppose. Yeah, I'm just going to pick up two or three um, two or three final ones. Richard Downing is something we have talked about already, but you am going to talk a little bit more about it. Have the club given any reasons for their lack of communication and transparency to the supporters during this disaster of a season? There is no one from the board speaking to supporters, which is shocking. Now, as we've said before, the board isn't really a board. Um, but I agree. I totally agree. Um, Ron Gawley's been at these assemblies. Yeah, granted. Um, but only a select few there. You know, it, It's not the whole of the, the fan base. And I think there should have been more communication um, post-transfer window debacle. Um, and I think there should have been more... Uh, you know, this is a pie in the sky. I think there should be more more transparency from from lie from from more communication from lie to say this is why we haven't put money in this is why money's tight what his aims are I'd have a lot more respect for Gouch and lie if he came out now and said look we're actively trying to sell West Brom but we need to make West Brom an asset to sell so we're going to do this and do that or just come out and be almost like truthful and I think at the moment, it seems like certainly from what I can remember of Albion, there's never been a time, and and people in the club will probably disagree with this, but that there's been such a lack of communication almost, just on that Johnny. for a while, and that's what it is. When sport is left in the dark, you'll get people mm-hmm. speculating, and we read a lot of things online. You know, a lot of them we're not going to repeat on here because a lot of it's just crap. But I can understand where it's fueled from because. When things happen, like all the things we've listed off the field, and when things are as bad as they are on it, that's what fans are going to do.
1: Just on on that, he made a point about um, comms from the ownership side of it. It's a sad reality, isn't it? And probably in our lifetime growing up, um, where football is now with uh, ownership from overseas, perhaps ownership that don't reside in this country or overseas, sort of out of sight, out of mind, um, now I can't speak for football certainly prior to the 90s or the early part of the 90s but um, comes from the ownership I mean do you get it anywhere do you get it at many places Now you do get it at some clubs but Albin yeah, aren't alone are they unfortunately in, they're not alone in, 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 in an but it would program. certainly help yeah no entirely I'm, I'm absolutely not defending it I absolutely think that there should be but it just yeah, I think it was frustrating for Fans of all clubs, where all oh right, other clubs might be having people in footballing positions give regular interviews or updates or whatever, but every fan still wants to hear from the person at the top, don't they? Um, who ultimately you know, whose, whose money it's ultimately so ultimately should be signing things off. Um, but it doesn't happen at some clubs, does it? Unfortunately, and that is the State of the game, sadly.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's not great. One final uh, well, one.
1: On, on just on that, I mean, you, you said sorry, Johnny. Um, that you agree about there should have been more updates or transparency or, or whatever. Um, I mean, just to say, from our point of view and other other locals, obviously, just that you know, we we've asked the you know we've we've we obviously hoped to have. The updates and like the requests of we're waiting for them. You know, we hope to be able to have them soon. We hope to have had them earlier. But um, basically, every time supporters,
0: so... every time supporters ask about a burning topic, all the locals ask the questions. But yeah, of course, from the from the lack of responses, you can see why the you know you know what the situation. The responses haven't come because they haven't been given to a lot of these things. You know, that's the fans aren't stupid. They can see that, can't they? And it's just a case of. The more the more correspondence and the more transparency, the better almost. Yeah. And it's and not because it, it doesn't because it doesn't lead to, it does, yeah like you said, it doesn't lead to fans conspire, coming up with conspiracy theories and coming up with different things about you know saying this is why that's happening and that's happening and that's happening. And, and like we were talking about last week about this stuff about a company being set up in Jersey, for some of the stuff we've read online is going to be absolute rubbish, probably. But it's been fueled because of a lack of, you know, of correspondence of transparency on the situation, and it, it and it's getting it's becoming worse because of the position that Albion are in.
1: Yeah, it's not always. It, it, yeah, perhaps it's not always beneficial for the club from a footballing perspective to, to put the decision makers up to speak because if we'd have gone uh, for the interviews at a certain time a month or so ago, obviously. There would have been a load of Bruce questions, wouldn't there, about the manager's future and all of this. And I'm just saying, I mean I'm not saying it with my head on, but from the club's perspective, it wouldn't be the easiest time for them to do that. And now obviously that doesn't wash with fans, but I'm just saying that's that's how it is. Um as as it is, the chief executive will speak to the media when a new manager is appointed, imminently, we hope. And um and yeah, we look forward to that. You know, it's a chance to catch up, and and we hope moving forward that there are um, opportunities for more, greater opportunities. Uh, I mean, I, I can only speak as as I was told when. Yeah. Obviously, I haven't been covering the club long, and uh I know the local media sat down with an interview with Ron. Uh, was it in the summer, some some yeah. before I I started, and uh, hope hopefully that'll be able to continue. I I, I think it will. I think it will. I hope it will. I think it will. And that's you know, what I look forward to.
0: Yeah. Well, he certainly said when he took over, I've, he was going to i have consistent dialogue with the media. And he yeah, and the club sat down deaf. once. And...
1: The, the club aren't deaf or daft or, you know, the, these people obviously know that all the fans are demanding more transparency. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see why they, like, it's easy for me to say this now. We haven't seen it for weeks or months, but I think with a new manager in place and hopefully, and upturning things on the field, it might become a bit smoother. Regards to that.
0: Yeah, you'd certainly like to to think so. Cheers for your questions, guys. Um, for, sorry for the ones we couldn't um, couldn't answer, but do get back in touch next week. Right, time for a quiz. It was a bit of a stab in the dark this week with T.J. Smithy's quiz. It was difficult. Um, didn't do great. Is how we got on. Right, welcome back to the Baggies quiz. TJ Smith is back fresh from his wedding, fresh from his honeymoon. So a big yeah. congratulations from the Baggies Broadcast team. But Thank he's you. uh he's come back and he's morphed into Bruce Forsyth. I'll <laughs> let him uh, I'll let him explain more to you.
1: So seeing as we've been going through managers like nobody's business, we've got a bit of a higher lower, higher or lower quiz with managers. So I'm gonna give you two managers and you've got to go higher or lower with either wins, draws, losses, or win percentages. Right. We'll see how many we can get. So, this is
0: basically a massive guessing game, to be honest. Aye. Unless you're a big Stato, but right. Come on, then. Let's hope the price is right.
1: (laughs) So, your first manager is Darren Moore. Darren Moore. Darren Moore. And he's going to go up against. Which one am I doing? Uh, Slavin Bilic. Right, okay. Do you think Darren Moore has higher or lower wins in charge of West Brom than Billich? Uh,
0: Billich has got more, so more more but lower win percentage.
1: Yes, so Darren Moore had 23 wins and Billich had 26.
0: Oh, that's tight. It that's is very, very tight. tight. Tighter than I thought it would be. Right, there you go, one out of one. To start. Right, let's go. thanks <laughs> Hope's oh. falling off. iPads are turning off. He's having yeah. a
1: shocker today. Good shocker. Right. So, Blab and Billich. And your next one is Tony Mowbray. Right. Does Billich have a higher win percentage than Tony Mowbray? Uh,
0: Mowbray's got higher.
1: Mowbray has got
0: higher by
1: 0.71
0: oh what an answer i thought it'd be tight so Billich yeah.
1: has a 40 percent win record in charge and mowbray has a 40.71 Yeah, good,
0: good at this
1: that's a very uh, tight i'm good at guessing is.
0: aren't i Nah, these are these are these are uh educated guesses, <laughs> Educate
1: right, guesses. Two out
0: two. come on bring it on
1: right so Out of Tony Mowbray and Tony Pulis, who has more games in charge.
0: I say Tony Pulis.
1: You say Tony Pulis. So Tony Mowbray had a hundred and forty games in charge. And yeah. Tony Pulis had 121 games oh, in
0: charge. No! <laughs> no! Oh, no! It, no!
1: It's weird, tight. isn't it? Because it's Championship and uh, Premier yeah. League, is it? So we never you, thought
0: when... about that. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, never mind.
1: <laughs> so, in charge of West Brom does Tony Pulis have more draws than Gary Megson? Yes. He has more draws than Gary Megson. Yeah. So Tony Pulis has 36 draws in charge of West Brom, level with his wins, and Gary Megson has 50 in charge. Yeah.
0: Well, Gary Megson used to... to Win every game 1-0, so imagine. Right. Right, what's
1: that?
0: We've got three out of four. I'll take that. I'll
1: take that. Three out of four. So, let's go on to your next one. So, Gary Megson, does he have a higher or lower win percentage than? Oh, wait. I've lost where I'm up to here. Uh his stats? Di Matteo.
0: Gary Megson? Yeah. Yeah, higher.
1: Yeah, higher. So, Gary Megson has a 42.53 win percentage. And Roberto Di Matteo has a 48.78. He's actually the highest win percentage manager since the turn yeah, of the I 2000s.
0: Yeah, I suppose he would be because he had like one and a bit seasons and he won most of them games.
1: Yeah, he had 40 wins and 23 losses.
0: Manipulate stats to tell you whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, right. There we go. What's that? Five, three out of five. It's, it's not bad for a guess, is it? I
1: know. And some of them are quite tight as
0: well. <laughs> you got All right, couple, Let's have a couple more.
1: Couple more. So back. Roberto Di Matteo. Does he have more or less wins? Than uh, where am I looking? Where am I looking? Oh,
0: where am I looking? Yeah.
1: More or less wins than Tony Mowbray going back.
0: Who's so? Who was it? Sorry, Bert Matteo.
1: Di Matteo does he have more wins than less. Tony Mowbray. Less. Less. So he has forty wins, and Tony Mowbray has fifty-seven.
0: Yeah. Less. So Tony.
1: Is up more. Right, last one. Let's finish one. on our last one. Come on. So, does uh, trying to look here? Oh, it's quite hard We're trying to pick one now. <laughs> uh, so Tony Mowbray does he have more or less losses than Brian Robson?
0: less
1: so tony mowbray has 51 losses and brian robson has 38
0: right does he really yeah oh it's just shocking that is bad but
1: bad. when you look when you look at the actual games in charge mowbray has 140 and yeah robson is 81
0: yeah yeah <laughs> Never mind, good quiz, like that turning to Bruce foresight there for the, for the <laughs> morning, haven't you? Right I'll do better next week, must do better TJ Smithy, cheers pal, all the best there see you worries. next time. There you go not the best, certainly not the worst, uh, we're just going to wrap it up finally, uh, Sheffield United on Saturday Lewis, um, we're expecting Corbran to be in the dugout on Saturday or certainly be, I'd like to think he's going to be in position by uh, by Saturday anyway
1: well, <laughs> we've said this for a little while, haven't we? Let's hope so. Yeah, no, every, everything that we're hearing as we speak, Johnny, is that things are close, as I said at near the start of the pod. Um, and in regards to this week and in regards to the Shepherd United game, the sooner the better, the longer the manager has to train on the training pitch, the longer he has to get to know the players on the ground, stuff. Um, I think it probably gives Albion a, a better chance in the game, doesn't it? Early kickoff. That's not to say if an announcement is Thursday and the manager's unveiled on, on Friday, Alvin can't go and win on Saturday. This is football. Um, but yeah, let, let's just hope for everyone's sake that things happen. The things are wrapped up swiftly because obviously reports have been around for several days now. We know negotiations are at a certain point. Let's hope things can get wrapped up over the line swiftly because from what we hear and understand, it's what all parties want. So you know, barring any severe late hitches, we're there and hopefully we'll have a new manager to talk about, Johnny. And that will put a bringing everyone step, I think, going to the Hawthorns on Saturday. A hard game, by no means an easy game. I looked earlier, I don't think Sheffield were flying at the moment, are they? But be a good following there. New manager should feel like a better occasion, I hope, at the Hawthorns. And so uh, hopefully the players can rise to it.
0: Hopefully you can indeed. Lewis, cheers for your time as always. Um, Baggage fans. A bit of research earlier today. Ford, Foster, Raven, Bannister, West, Naylor, um, just to name a few. Did their names his ring a bell? They were in the side on the day in 1991 when Albin slipped into the third tier. Um, are end days almost upon us again? I certainly hope not. Um, but at the moment, it's looking likely. But hopefully the new man, whoever he is, um, can turn things around because, my God, has he got a big task on his hands. Again, Baggies fans, thank you for listening. Keep those heads up. I'll try anyway. Um, Hopefully things will, will turn and they'll turn quickly. Until next time on the Baggies Broadcast, goodbye.